Welcome to the Gautrain Talks podcast station, the place to be for all matters related to the Gautrain and how it came to be South Africa's first ever rapid rail link. In studio today, Dr. Ingrid Jensen, the Gautrain Management Agency's Executive Manager Reputation. In this role, Dr. Jensen is focused on traditional media management, social media management, brand management, research, stakeholder relations, internal and external communication, and the formulation of communication strategies. Today, we'll be focusing on her stakeholder relations experience as it relates to the Gautrain project. Dr. Jensen, thank you very much for your time. Let's go a step or two back and start with just how you came to first be involved with the Gautrain project. Um, good afternoon, and thank you very much for allowing me to share some of the magic of Gautrain this afternoon. Uh, I started in the project in 2001. Um, it was announced in 2000 by the then Premier Shaloa, um, and I got on board. Um, I didn't have a job. I resigned without another job, and I was so fortunate the gods were with me. I was blessed to be brought into uh, a consultation that um, served how train, and that's how I started. It, what exactly was the sort of job spec or, or, or brief that you were given when you first started? The communication brief to myself at that stage was to um, start looking at research um, in terms of perception audits, behavioral audits, um, looking at what other rapid railings in the world has done. Um, so it was very much behind the scenes doing laying the foundation for communication in terms of research. Can you take your mind back and, and, and try and recall just how you felt and what your thoughts were getting involved in a project that was in its infancy and starting out, what, what, what did you expect then going into it? I think my innocence played a huge role in, in that I was too innocent to realize the the complexity of the project and just the huge size of the project. Um, I thought it was a, a, a metro rail, uh, underground, metro, New York underground, London underground. Um, so, but um, as we didn't have exposure to that in South Africa as yet, I didn't really have anything to, to bounce my experience off against. Um, so it was finding ourselves in the dark, uh, very much, um, since it wasn't done in South Africa at that stage. Um, so um, I think that innocence helped us a lot or helped me a lot in terms of not thinking too much of myself at that stage and thinking, oh, I'm involved with Heart Rain. Um, it kept me humble, um, which I think through, especially with stakeholder relations, is a key word. How did then, it's a, it's a good point to pick up on, how did you then morph or move from looking at uh, research and communication into stakeholder relations and how did they, those, those elements fit together? Um, I was also, from a behind-the-scene point of view, asked to assist with the strategy, the communication strategy, which at that point was a pure um, communication strategy without marketing involved. Um, because the project was at such a stage that it um, wasn't marketable as yet. Um, although we had to get buy-in, for example, from municipal politicians, um, it wasn't a marketing service that was for our users at that stage. It was 10 years before the project, six years before the project actually started construction. <clears throat> so the concept of the stakeholder relation started with me having been requested to do the, stake, the the communication strategy. And I realized that we need to talk to our stakeholder. And in order to understand our stakeholder, we have to know who they are. 
And that is where I started with a stakeholder map, which eventually turned into an online platform um, where we could track our stakeholders and know at any point in time who has spoken to them, what's the attitude towards the project, um, and then enabled us to relate to them um, from their point of view. Give us a sense of, of who the main stakeholders were at the time. Main stakeholders during that time was government-related in that we had to, for example, get buy-in from the metropolitan councils, um, from the different mayors. There was a feasibility study that had to be approved by a national treasury. Um, we had to report in um, provincial legislature. Um, but fortunately, we had the political will on a provincial level. Um, w- apart from government as a stakeholder, we also had to focus on investors um, at the time, um, early 2000s, South Africa was questioned a lot in terms of foreign investment coming into the country. And we had to prove that how train is a viable project um, that would also profit a, a private investor into the project. Uh, so investor relations was a main focus as well. So a combination of public sector and commercial or financial in terms of the investors involved in the, in the project? Very much so, yes. Can you share with us the different stakeholder management dynamics uh, experienced in the different phases? Perhaps let's just start with the, that initial phase. Uh, what are the dynamics and some of the key elements in terms of dealing with them and making sure your, your stakeholders were kept happy and communicated with? Um, the main dynamic from a, if I can define that, was it was emotional. Everybody was emotional about how trade, whether they opposed it um, or whether they liked the idea, um, they were emotional about it. So that made it so much more difficult to deal with um, because you were not working with people from a logical point of view and say to them, but it will create X amount of jobs or it will manage urban sprawl um, or it would um, alleviate poverty. Um, so the logic behind the concept wasn't um, understandable at that stage or tangible at that stage. Um, so one of the dynamics was emotion. Once announced, um, other political parties um, were very much in opposition against it uh, because um, it would be a wasteful expenditure, um, money could be spent in other areas of, of, of the government where social needs lies. Um, <clears throat> property owners were very upset because we knocked on their door and said, um, please vacate because a train is coming through your property. Mm. Um, so getting back to your question around what was the dynamic, it was emotions. And how did you manage those emotions and what was your strategy, your communication strategy and management strategy to try and deal with those emotions? I think to try not to be emotional ourselves um, was, a, was a good start. And um, to... Approach communication by design, and there is where I step back again into research. If we knew what we were dealing with, we could manage it. Um, If we knew what the investors were thinking about South Africa as an investment, we could approach them in a way that would convince them to actually come and bid for a project like this. Um, If we knew um, what a certain metropolitan council's approach was or thoughts were around a metro or a rapid rail entering into their system, 
um, or into their boundaries, uh, we could approach them. So that communication by design through research and dealing with hard facts helped us a lot in communicating in a way that was professional. And obviously reduced the emotional element in it as well. Well, we also took advantage of that emotion because it was a, a magical project. Um, you know, there was a lot of change. It was Gauteng, which is vibrant and funky and on the move. Um, so we also leveraged on that um, emotion to to get the project forward. How would you compare the, the, the stakeholder relations dynamics of that initial phase with the next phase, which let's call it the, the development phase. So you've moved from planning and research to development. How did the stakeholder relations or management change? What are the dynamics there? The stakeholder dynamics during the development phase was very much, if I can call it operational or tactical, in that things such as traffic or road closure meetings had to be be held. Um, We had to organize or close roads to have implosions of buildings. Um, We had to um, change or or, um, change directional signage of roads that people have been traveling for years and suddenly now the road is going a different direction. Um, so at, at least at, um, initially there was a lot of frustration. I've actually, I recall a video clip of a gentleman lying, like kind of hanging out of his car and throwing signs and that first morning at, that Oxford was closed. Um, and that is what we dealt with. Um, but So still emotional to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, yes. Um there were also, um, at other instances, very interesting dynamics. We were approached by a lady who phoned in and said that she is in, I think it was called Krachbron, and she would please like us to come and expropriate her property now. Um, so we were like, oh, we were like Krachbron, Krachbron, where's Krachbron on the route? You know, um, lady, sorry, where is Krachbron? Secunda. Um, so the rest of South Africa <laughs> was also very interested in the project, which of course meant so much more communication and awareness and education from our side. Um, <clears throat> she had problems with vagrants in her property, so she wanted us to expropriate her property. Um, but um, we mitigated the emotion during the the development phase with a slogan that we ran during that stage called Proudly Moving Gauteng Forward. And it is amazing how the citizens of Gauteng just pulled together and were proud. And they stuck through the road closures, they stuck through the implosions, they stuck through when we hit a water um, pipe in their vicinity. Um, they assisted, assisted us in in getting hard train on the tracks. Do you think that strategic decision, um, almost a communication or marketing strategy, definitely smoothed the way for your for your stakeholder relations? Would you say? I think absolutely so. You know, um, our project leader, um, Mr. Jack van Amarve, he's the CEO of the Hard Train Management Agency currently, um, made a very wise decision of having communication as part of the original management committee of the project team. So in the first meeting that it was ever held about how train communication was there. 
So there was insight and also advice given in terms of stakeholder relations. So that was a very, very good strategic move in pulling in communication into business rather than just calling on communication when something needs to be spinned. Um, Ingrid, if we move from the development phase to the operations phase, how did the stakeholder relation dynamics change then? Um, the operational phase is a very interesting phase um, with mixed emotions. And I get back to that emotions again around the project. Um, there's sometimes frustration. Um, if there's a, a discrepancy between the the time on the app and the time on our boards on the station, which is maybe 30 seconds or two minutes. There's a huge social media outcry um, because the one is real time and the one is not. Um, if there is a security guard that was a bit too militant, maybe there's a lot of frustration and anger towards how can I be asked to um, stand up for a follow for another passenger, for example. Um, but on the other side, there's also tremendous support um, from our, our users, which is um, one of our main stakeholders in the process during operations. So there's a lot of pride from them um, in using a system like Howtrain. Um, I would often see on social media how one passenger would reprimand another passenger um, in terms of behavior on the system, if not acceptable, um, or if they put their feet on the chair, for example. So there's there's a there's a um, emotion of pride that our passengers carry, um, and likewise with um, with our extensions that is currently taking place. I think as a result of the operational success of Howtrain, people are now asking, please come to my front door. Where 10 years ago, it was like, please go to the next city. Hmm. Um, so there's there's been a, um, a, a change in support for the concept of a rapid rail in a, in a metropolitan area. And how does Howtrain leverage that good feeling from a stakeholder relation point of view? For passengers, all your stakeholders in the in the in the operations phase. I get back to the word humble. Uh, I think we we from a, the communication team realizes that it's not so much about communication, but it's about the project and keeping the aims of the project. Things such as uh, skills development, such as job um, creation and poverty alleviation, spatial development, um, the impact that it has on lifestyle. Um, that we keep that in mind and we keep that message out there. Um, that we're doing it for the people of Gauteng and not necessarily just to generate funds or revenue. Um, and I think that keeps the pride um, amongst people going. We're still with the Gautrain Management Agency's Executive Manager Reputation, Dr. Ingrid Jensen, and we're looking at stakeholder management and some of the lessons learned during the Gautrain project. Dr. Jensen, uh, we ended off the last segment looking at some of the successes of the Gautrain project in terms of stakeholder management. Conversely, what do you believe some of the failures or challenges that you experienced in this space were and the lessons learned from that? <clears throat> I spoke earlier on about um, stakeholder mapping that we did. I do believe that we could have segmented our stakeholders better and perhaps have found a better model, um, whether it was a theoretical model or a business model. Um, but perhaps if we could have found, and maybe there's somebody clever out there that could respond to this, um, 
to say um, how do we segment in terms of an infrastructure project? How do we segment our stakeholders better? Because it's not just normal market segmentation. It's not deciding that is a fast-moving goods um, market or it is female between that age, this race, this gender, etc. It goes beyond that. It goes into the psychographics of a society. And that is what we need to touch. Um, if we had a, a, a segmentation tool that could assist us in doing that, I think we would have reached um, the hearts of our stakeholders easier and quicker. It's almost knowing your audience and knowing them better and to use a Gautrain uh Term, drilling down a bit further to, to, to get to, to the essence or the core of what the various segments segments were, would you say? Absolutely, yes. It's being in, in, in real in contact, um, in, in touch with your stakeholder and remembering also that how train um, the initial phases, the de- planning phase, the development phase, um, even the initial con- operations phase was done without social media. Um, that didn't exist. When I went to my boss for the first time and spoke about Facebook, um, she was like, you know, um, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, But it's taught us a lot. Um, because, and I think with social media, the segmentation is a bit easier these days with metadata, et cetera, but, or with big data. Um, but we didn't have that 10 years ago. How would you take the learnings that you learned for example, and, and apply those to now a social media-heavy existence, uh, we, we, what we have today? I think I would retire. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, social media to me is my question the whole time, what is next? Because I'm trying to, to keep ahead and to try and be in touch with the stakeholder um, a bit better. But in order to do that, you've got to be ahead um, of what's happening in social media or on the fourth industrial revolution fa- font, f- um, the fourth industrial revolution face of it all. Um, and I'm figuring it out as I go, to be very honest with you. I don't know. We, we talked about some of the challenges, but what what do you think, what stands out as, as some of the key elements that, that Gautrain and the, and the management agency got right throughout the entire project from planning to uh, operation, development operations. As you look at it from a stakeholder relations and management point of view, what do you think stands out as the things that you got right most of all? Um, there's two major things, I think. The one is, as I mentioned before, with communication being part of the management team of the steering committee of the project um, in terms of executive managers, um, that communication was there from the beginning and and questioned and asked for advice and um, and the advice was taken. Um, so if we had to, for example, say to an MEC um, to rather do this than that, advice was taken. Um, so that was, um, and that was, of course, through the support of our project leader. Um, so that communication is part of management is one. And the second thing I think is research. Um, in that we worked with facts. Very often I see my colleagues in the communication industry working with kind of, oh, well, they think the stakeholder is feeling this or X, Y, Z, where we do 
annual perception audits, annual behavioral audits. Every second year we do a brand valuation. Um, we do market segmentation audits. Um, so we, we are in touch with our stakeholder. And working then as communi- designing communication around facts rather than just thinking, going on a hunch. Taking some of those learnings into consideration, what advice would you give to other public transport entities embarking on a, on a similar process or project? Um, I think the humbleness comes out again. Um, don't think that you are bigger than the project. Don't think that the communication function um, is on the contrary as well. You know, be proud of what your fun- your your stakeholder relations does for for the project or for the the infrastructure development. Um, do the research, work with bases, form personal relationships, for example, with media. Um, get to know the media, get to know who they talk to. Uh, so yeah, that's my advice. Lastly, Dr. Jensen, um, besides the better mapping, as you put it, or the greater segmentation of your of your of your stakeholders, is there anything? Looking back now, is there anything you would you would do differently uh, from a stakeholder relations and management point of view? Looking back at the Khartram project, I'll do it again. If somebody had to ask me if I would do Khartram again. In the dark, Greenfields project, I'll do it again. And I think I would have to do it the same because it's been working thus far, I hope. Um, It seems like it, though. So I won't change anything that I've I've, um, done as before. Well, thank you very much for your time and your input. We value that insight and, and learnings from the Gautrain Project. Dr. Ingrid Jensen, you've been listening to the Gautrain Management Agency's Executive Manager Reputation, discussing stakeholder management and the learnings in this area from the Gautrain Project. To listen to this and other interviews about the Gautrain, please tune in to our podcasts at Gautrain Talk Station. You can also access further material on our website, www.gautrain.co.za, or follow us on Twitter, 